What a week it's been. So much to talk about and so many things we can't talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the villain, Marty Skrull, and you are listening to Beyond... No, sorry, what was it? (laughs) Me and my friend Mark, we're going to stop watching. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another edition of Behind the Gorilla, another bare-bones edition of Behind the Gorilla, which every one of them is going to be for the foreseeable future. The good news is, though, we're going to continue to bring you content because our whole topic fits perfectly for what's going on, because all we do is talk about old things that have happened, and that's all we can talk about now, so it's even better. (laughs) I'm a little worried, though. Uh, The marketplace might start to be flooded with our uh with other people starting to do what we're doing so i'm a little worried about that well i guess that's true but we have to think about it in a positive sense we have to maybe not keep pushing but push continue to push try to push the hey are you stuck at home with nothing to do why not relive you know all the crazy wrestling stuff that's ever happened and use our podcast for it like that's the that's the niche we need to be trying to fill here not just Waiting or, for somebody else to do it, which or, they probably or, will. But. Or niche if you're RJ City. So niche. I think that's actually the right way to pronounce it. It is, but it's the thing like you know, like souple, which is a f- <laughs> actually the correct pronunciation, but only Gordon Sully can get away with it without being a total moron. So it's one of those types of things. Uh, or like, or like biopic. Technically, it's pronounced biopic, but nobody does that because that sounds stupid. So we call it biopic. Which sounds way better. I, I think it's just one of those things that it's like whichever one you hear first, you're like, oh, that's what that is. Because I've yeah. always said biopic. Have you really? Yeah, I, but I, I don't. it's not a word that, that I use a lot, which is, I think, why I get away with it. Because yeah, it never nice. actually comes up in conversation. Or like people Not that a say, lot is happening right now. Can you tell? Or We're, like people that say battle royale and you just want to like slap them across the face. Well, but no, here's the thing, though. Only people in wrestling call it a battle royal. Like that conf- that bothered me so much when I was watching WrestleMania 30. When have you ever wow, said six... battle royale in your entire life that wasn't that's wrestling That's what they refer based. to it as. Like Fort like that's the game mode in Fortnite. Like it's a battle royale. Like it's all oh the different my gosh. That's just I again, it's not something that came up a lot, but like that's what most people call it. At least in my experience, that's what I always thought it was until I started watching and they were talking about how yeah, earlier tonight Cesaro won the first ever Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And I was like, "The what? That's the royal. dumbest thing I've ever heard." It's Battle Royal. I, I don't think it is. I it think is. Royale is the adjective. Nope. form and it works better that when, way. When when in any instance do you use Royale? Nobody uh, ever. It's Roy, always... Royale with cheese. Yeah, That's see, that doesn't count either. Yeah, if the French pronunciation of something doesn't count. I just think calling it a battle royal is weird. Yeah, but calling it the Royale it family stunted. isn't. Battle it royal. would be weird. <laughs> yeah, 
I don't know. I don't know. I just that example made me laugh because that was the one, the one real wrestling term that I was like, wait, this is a different thing. I thought it should be battle royale. (laughs) It's clearly not. Man, they're not going to have that this year, so we're not going to have some poor mid card sucker get a non-existent push for winning a match that nobody yeah, cares well, about then a lot of people aren't gonna get paid for that but so that's that's a shame but uh, a lot of people aren't getting paid to, for a uh, lot of stuff hooked on phonics um wrestling edition that's what our podcast has turned into <laughs> because there's just so much content to talk about um, look we we were talking about this just before we came on the air but like with word coming out that they can't tape anything else in the performance center anymore in Orlando, I think everything is about to get even weirder in terms of quality, not just your favorite bad wrestling podcast. Yeah, like I was telling Mark in true. two weeks, we're going to have Vince McMahon and like his grandkids playing with sock puppets of Roman Reigns and Bray <laughs> Wyatt and John Cena for three hours. Again. And as I said before, that would be awesome. Once once. Yeah. yeah that's the key word here. Um, yeah, or like, I mean, like WWE's the... <clears throat> empty arena show. It was kind of fun, the very first one, and since then it's just like, <laughs> oh gosh, this is yeah, uh, not it's... this again. Because it's it's technically, I mean, Mark probably won't call it this because he's you know he's Mark, but it is technically WrestleMania week. This is technically yeah. our WrestleMania preview show, which is isn't that sad. It's sad. It's also kind of funny, <laughs> if I'm being honest with you. Like, obviously, is, this yeah, is serious, but it's going to be like they made it two nights. Right. And you thought, oh, yeah, OK, you know, so you can you know, you don't have to have a big group of people at the performance center all at once. And maybe this means the card will be shorter and they'll just split it up into two nights. No, it's still long. It's still like 15 matches. <sighs> they 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 taped it this week so it's already wrestlemania has already happened where yeah. were you when wrestlemania what is this 36 30 yeah, it's 36. 30 yeah 36 where were you when wrestlemania 36 happened well i was i was probably work because they probably filmed john cena versus bray wyatt at like 11 in the morning at the performance center on a thursday you know it's just it's so weird yeah. man it it makes wrestling in a way feel a lot more like every other form of like television. Cause it's not weird when they have to tape a TV show, right? But it's a little weird when they have to tape a wrestling show and pretend that it's just a normal wrestling show live with people. It's, it's going to be the weirdest show we've ever seen. Yeah. So Harris, because of all this, even though it's already happened. Mm-hmm. So are we going to actually do, uh, some sort of WrestleMania <laughs> preview thing? Are we even going to try with this episode? Well, I mean, we need... I got I, the card I pulled at least, up, at least the known okay, card. Okay, yeah, I so. want to at least talk about the card. And, like, okay, this is the other thing, because this is the other thing that's happened this week. I don't think for a second anybody who listens to this really gets their wrestling news. But on the off chance, you just kind of a casual observer, like... This was the week that wrestlers started dropping off the card because yep. they are either sick or quarantined. Or in the case of Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns had to remind the office, hey, I've had leukemia twice. And that kind of makes yeah. me the definition of immunocompromise. Right. Right. <laughs> Which I look in his. I forgot. I didn't think about it either. But clearly nobody else did, including Vince McMahon and like whoever's in charge of actually making sure these people stay healthy. And Daniel he's Bryan the one who is had still to wrestling too. Yeah, well Which he's terrifying. He's, like, he's, 
he's stopping after this. But which like, is why? Weird, anyway, right? Yeah. Like, damage it's is like, done. Yeah, but... you're gonna stop after this. Everyone's stopping after this. There is nothing after this. That just cracked me up because they were like, yeah, you know, so, you know, just don't show up if you're sick. And then the Miz showed up and he was sick. And they're like, all right, well, go home because <laughs> you can't wrestle. Right. Because you might kill somebody. And that was when Roman Reigns said, uh, you know what? No. Yeah. I'm just I not. Mean, look, Although man, prop, I you... props to the guy for holding out this long. But yeah, like, no why? <laughs> like, come on. I mean, he tried, man. He tried. He tried. He was going to be. Yeah. He's trying to be the the John Cena good little soldier. He's he's trying, but it's just like, dude, come on, like it's not worth it. At like, some, no, no, please don't. <laughs> and at some point, it becomes like, like I know Edge wouldn't have come back if right. he thought that it wasn't safe. But like you know, there there is a part of his brain that is like you know is like, look, I know it's not likely, but like if I were to die or like seriously hurt myself and my mobility down the line, having an incredible match with Randy Orton at WrestleMania in front of a hundred thousand people, I would absolutely do it. Right. Roman Reigns is not going to die for a bad match with Goldberg in front of no people. Well, now that's what Edge and Randy Orton doing too, yeah so. no i know it's yep. also, so basically that, what you're I, saying is and i've been trying to tell people this this whole time is everything <laughs> randy orton has said is correct and is the 100 percent truth and edge is a horrible <laughs> person and a terrible father for doing all this so everyone get on board edge, randy orton is the baby face edge is being a terrible horrible heel and he's swerving everyone and why don't more people understand this boo this man well <sighs> nobody's going to get booed at all. That's, I feel, that, this that's is probably true. That's true. It's a good point. Now, man, who knows when we'll have a WrestleMania where Roman Reigns doesn't get booed. Because this was going to be the one. <laughs> it was going to be the one, yeah. This was going to be it. And now it's... Nah, I'm yeah. sure. This is the first thing I thought. I was like, man, I know there's a part of Vince McMahon's brain that, like, if Roman Reigns died because he put on one more WrestleMania match for the fans and coronavirus got in his immunocompromised system and he died for wrestling vince mcmahon would make so much money off of that story and just exploiting <laughs> exploiting people's guilt oh my and gosh. you know it would be like it would be like when he got cancer times a hundred either that or he would lose a bunch of money it's like right people others. would be like hey you're a terrible person you let this happen we're suing you and we're not watching your show anymore <laughs> uh, to be fair though if that hasn't happened by now it's it's probably mm. not going to happen. Vince McMahon has gotten to the point where he's pretty much immortal, as far as like a bit business wise. The amount of things that oh. WWE has gone through as a company that no other company that has ever existed would have been able to survive is insane. It is insane. Like going back I to the steroid. You go back going back to literally turning on the entire industry and taking it over you go to the steroid incident you then go to wcw coming in and destroying them for two years you go to owen hart to chris benoit like all these things and they've still survived through all this they, they'll survive anything harris they're, they're unkillable i think you're right i also do like that you quantified that by saying he's immortal as far as business is concerned because that's the other thing that he could is. happen that could really make this go off the rails is if he's like nope the show must go on and then he gets coronavirus and dies well that like, yeah, that's what different a, that's different but what a note to go out on if that's what ends up happening because he's the definition of like at risk for this thing 
Yeah, I know yeah, we yeah, all yeah. think he's like invincible because he's a lunatic and you can just like crazy your way through a lot of things in life with hard work and steroids, but he's a very old man. Yeah, like he's old man. He's like what seventy five, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, I and hope he's, he's quarantined. I mean. My word, it's a weird time to be alive, man. It it's is. a weird time to be a wrestling fan, but it's a weird time for everything to be happening right now. Anyway, we're going to get to uh, our crazy wrestling topic. Harris has one a little bit later on, but you know what? Why don't we just talk about this WrestleMania card and do a somewhat WrestleMania preview show just to say we did? Um, and just to try and make ourselves feel like this is a normal WrestleMania happening. But there's so many matches. Like, there's just so many matches. It's like they're literally just like, you know what? Uh, yeah, we're just having everyone wrestle. And there's two tag matches. Or three. Three. Three tag matches out of, like, the uh, 20 matches that there are. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Is it Miz one half of the tag team champions? Um, For yes. Uh, no, no, no. Um, yes, is yes, he is. Yes, he is. But but what they're gonna do is, uh... <laughs> man, this is great. All right, I guess we'll start with that match. This is what they're doing, Harris. They're okay. doing a ladder match for the SmackDown tag team titles. Okay. But it's going to be one of the Usos versus John Morrison. <laughs> That's actually pretty great. I do. I, yeah. Oh, man. That's, I, I, see, okay, the only thing that will make me happy about this is then when Miz comes back for whatever next show, John Morrison's just like, no, these are my titles. I won them. Right, I'm well, the tag team champions, and he just does that. That would be great. I was about to say, like, it's dumb that they're still doing this show, and right. it's kind of unsafe, and it's probably not going to be that entertaining. But this is what makes wrestling so fun when you just have these – weird twists that you as a company have to roll with yeah and i'm excited for the potential in that and this is a great example of that where they're like huh well uh i guess we just do one of them what i thought <laughs> you were gonna say was that it's like i knew there was a contenders match this week i didn't watch it but i was hoping you would say it's a ladder match with the new day the usos and only john morrison <laughs> like he's just outgunned yeah. Which yeah. would also be amazing if he managed to win. But either way, yeah, this is a great way to like sow discord down the line. That's really fun. Um, all right, so I guess we'll just go through real quickly and talk about these. Again, there's like 27 matches, so it's you know we gotta we'll go quickly. But we got Otis and Dolph Ziggler. You know they've been building that up for a while. It's one of the few matches on the entire WrestleMania card that's actually had a build up. So that's good, I guess. I think way too many people care about this storyline than they should because I really don't think it's all that great. But for some reason, people have convinced, them, convinced themselves that it's like this amazing storyline. And I, I I don't really understand, but sure, it my, it should be fun, um, I guess. Sorry, you were cutting in and out the entire time you described that match, and I don't actually know what, what match you're talking about. <laughs> okay, that's fine. All right, Technical so, difficulties over here. All right, so starting things off, I guess after we talked, well, we we already talked about that tag team match. So so the tag team single uh, singles ladder match. Uh, who do you think's winning? I uh, Morrison. Yeah, I say Morrison, and then you can do uh, Morrison wanting to hold both belts afterwards. Um, all right, so the other one we'll start with Otis and Dolph Ziggler. 
that all these mm. people think this is this. I mean, it does have a buildup. I'll give it that for sure. It's been built up for a while, but I don't understand why so many people think this is some great story. It, it's, oh, no, it's, it's just. It's, it's a ton it's, of fun, dude. It's, it's a blast. It's fine. Like, it's just, it's whatever. It's it's nothing we haven't really seen a million different ways before. It's fine. It's fine. But it's not like this great no, feud I mean, that people are making it seem like. It's like, it's it's fine. It's good. It's fine. It's it's just how good Otis is as a performer. Otis and how is good. I like him. different he is and how much you like him. He's the one that makes it work. Booking-wise, this isn't, you're right, this isn't something we haven't seen before. Right. But that's not really the point. But it's fine. I say Dolph Ziggler wins. Dude, I think you're right, man. I don't trust them at all. They have nope. a great, like, heartfelt, fan-driven story here. D- no, like, Vince doesn't want us to be happy. Nope. There's no way. You need way. Some, someone to care. No one cares about this anymore if Otis wins. So they need – they're they're struggling well, for people to still care about something. So they're going <laughs> to have Ziggler win. Well, that and theoretically, like – I don't know, man. Like you, you want to end this? Ooh, like Tucker turns on him too. That'd be great. That'll probably happen at that some point, fun. whether it happens at WrestleMania or later. But like the whole, the whole calendar's off, man. Now. What a you heel know what turn, I mean? man. People, like people you, care about this storyline way too much. That would really work. Maybe, yeah. I mean, but like, there's a lot of no, ways you could do look, it. Right? Nobody cares about Tucker. None. Nobody nope. cares. And that would exactly. make people care, at least for exactly. one storyline. So I think that's not a bad idea. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, um, uh, slap together match number one, Bobby Lashley versus Aleister Black. Who cares? Aleister Black's well, winning. It really doesn't matter. Um, I really hope so. Remember it, when I do this a lot? I they say, just threw oh, yeah. out that whole big storyline. They just threw it away. Just It went nowhere, and they did they nothing did. with it. That's the thing. Like, I do this a lot on this show because I try to be the optimist. I I remember saying this. I was like, yeah, but, like, imagine what a big, crazy WrestleMania match they'll have with, like, Lana in a cage or something. (sighs) I didn't think, like, even if you told me the pandemic would come, I didn't think they would just abandon that storyline. But they did. They were just like, eh. Like, you just lost interest. I don't know if something's going on with Rusev or what. I don't know. But... This is WWE as they do many times. They just stop for no reason whatsoever. So who cares? Uh, Alistair Black will win, and it it, does, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, uh, slap together match number two: Elias versus Baron Corbin. Oh, Ooh, um, I I don't know, man. I th- this is who cares type of pick. I'm gonna pick any meeny miny mo um uh, Baron Corbin. Because uh, he, he yeah. just lost for like a year straight. So Baron Corbin. <laughs> I see. I think they want to be like fun and goofy and he's friends with Gronk and have Elias win. So I'm going to pick Elias. Is there anything sadder or kind of funnier in wrestling than a gimmick like Elias with no crowd to play off of? Because uh, um... somebody like Baron Corbin, his whole thing is like, I know nobody really cares and I'm just going to keep plowing ahead anyway. Elias's whole bit is that he interacts with the audience. He barely even wrestles. Yeah, he really doesn't wrestle. <laughs> and um, now he's got no audience. I, uh, I, uh, uh, yeah, it's it doesn't work very well. Um, uh, yeah, it, 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 just who cares? These are two in a row that it's just like we don't, we don't, we don't need. <laughs> like them. you didn't have to, you didn't have to put them on the card, guys. No, you could have. No. Here's the thing. You could have just told him you were filming a match and then not turn the cameras on. 
That would have been fine. Nobody would have missed it. That's true. That's Just true. have them show up to Orlando, wrestle their WrestleMania match, and then they get home and they're like, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. You know what I just realized? What? I don't know if anybody's going to actually do this, but we could be in an environment where the wrestlers are live tweeting their own matches as they air on WrestleMania. Oh, that's a good point. That <laughs> that's kind of what I want to see. That could be fun. That that would make me laugh. I, I I would think that would be pretty fun. Like if New Day went live on Twitch during WrestleMania and was just doing their own commentary booth of WrestleMania, oh my word, that would make this whole thing worth it. Well, I don't know about that, but it would be <laughs> it'd be fun. Um, hang on, let's see. I'm trying to. I forgot to type. I forgot to write down our picks, so now I have to. I'm trying I think to we only differ on one so far. Yeah, it's not a good start. Um, it's all going to come down to Elias, baby. I'm, what if it would, man? That would oh. suck. Oh, man. That would be what we deserve. Yeah, that's true. Um, let's see. So, yeah, we've gotten the same for all of those. Um, Elias and Corbin. Um, did you pick Corbin, too? No, I picked Elias. That's okay. why I said it's all going to come down to oh, Elias. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, I wonder okay. which of these matches, I hope the fact, and we'll talk about this a little bit more as we get to some other matches, but the fact that they're pre-taping all of these means they will get like weird and add a lot of unnecessary production to them. I know for one or two matches they will. I kind of hope they do it a lot. I hope this is like WrestleMania the movie. See, that would be much more fun. I know there's going to be several of those, so hopefully they do shoot it more like a movie. That'd be fun. Um, okay, so uh, now we got KO and um, the Messiah, Seth Rollins. Oh, man. This is, this is going to be a tough tough pick here. Uh, it's another one that, who cares? Uh, you know, mostly slapped together match in the last three weeks, but, um, but could be, you know, decent. Two good people in the ring. Right, and I mean, like Rollins, Rollins just cut a great promo. Like that's what I heard. This I heard episode yeah. of Raw, right? And it was so like it was it was a great like sell by Kevin Owens because he didn't have anything to say afterwards. Like it made you just kind of think on it, like let it sit for a minute. Yeah, I just don't know if you do that and then have Kevin Owens come out and lose to Seth Rollins. That just makes him look like a joke, you know? Yeah, it's interesting. So who you got? I think I'm going to go KO. I think you can, like, Rollins can still keep most of his heat. He's got that whole faction Messiah thing going on. I think it's a lot easier for a heel to lose a big match like this and keep going with no problem than it would be for Kevin Owens. All right, well, then I'm going Seth Rollins. <laughs> That's why I'm doing my picks from now on. Um, yeah, well, yeah, we're going Seth Rollins. He's going to beat the crap out of Kevin Owens, curb stomp him six times. Although it's just it's a stomp, Mark. It's totally not it's a curb stomp. I don't care. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, now we get the first gimmick match, and and literally, and I mean gimmick match as far as like actual literal gimmick gimmick match, and it's uh, John Cena versus the Fiend in a Firefly Funhouse match. But I don't know what that means, but it's it should be fun. I hope so. Yeah, I hope that they're letting Bray go nuts with this because I you yeah. know he seems like one of those guys who always has great ideas. And they barely let him do anything. But, like, the Firefly Funhouse is probably the most over thing in WWE right now. Yeah, one of them Except for, sure. for maybe Otis. Like, it's top yeah. three. And, yeah, I you know, if they let him do it and it's not it, – here's the thing. It could be, like, a broken Matt Hardy cinematic experience. 
or it could just be the House of Horrors match again. Yeah. You know, like I don't. It was I, funny as soon as like because at the time WrestleMania was still going to be live, and then Matt Hardy left, and then immediately came out that they're going to tape, and I was like, man, they really should have kept Matt Hardy. At yeah. this point, you have a literal master of these type of pre-taped matches, and uh, he's gone. So it's like, man, that would have been a very valuable producer to have yeah. for, for a yeah, show no like kidding. this. But uh, So it'll be, you know, that'll be interesting, but who, who do you got? Does Cena I become think... Concrete Hero and spoil the whole thing? Or, or, or it's a type of thing where The Fiend doesn't even really care about the outcome of the match. Uh, and it just ends up like like apparently they were trying to do for that title match, which is, look, man, all these people have explained the psychology behind it. It's like, okay, sure, it's still dumb for someone oh, to just yeah. not care about the title. I, I don't care if it's all to get to Cena or whatever. Like, I've heard all this stuff, and it's like, look, that's fine. It's still dumb. Um, I think Wyatt's going to win. That is Some of that is me trusting John Cena. Because he came back, he cut this great promo about how, you know, he faked everybody out, not really, but like he said, oh, I'm not going to wrestle at WrestleMania because it's about, you know, it's about the stars of WWE and the people who are here every day and they deserve to have that opportunity. To cut that promo, like breaking the fourth wall a little bit and then come out and be like the most beloved creepy heel character in the company in a pre-taped WrestleMania match that he invented. Right is just so terrible for business. And I think he knows that. And I hope that like, even if Vince wanted him to win, he would be smart enough to say that's, that's a terrible idea. It's gotta be Bray Wyatt or he's done again. Right. Yeah. 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 Again, like, I mean, I know that's kind of his entire career arc, but he's done such a good job, like piecing this whole thing together and saying, yeah, you know, losing you at WrestleMania 30, that's what made me the way I am today. Like that's been really well done. You can't go through all that and just have him lose again. Yeah. Although, as I say that, it is kind of funny to imagine that happening. But you can't do that. That's a terrible idea. It's got to be Wyatt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have to agree. I, I can't. I can't. I just can't pick Cena. <laughs> Even with that, I just can't. Um, I genuinely believe everything I just said, but I was also kind of thinking, can I just get Mark to like root <laughs> for everyone that he hates in this show? Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on. We got another gimmick match, Undertaker and AJ Styles in a Boneyard match, which I don't know what they're going to do that. I really hope they just wrestle in a graveyard. I really hope it's just them wrestling in a legitimate graveyard. That could be fun, and Undertaker uses all his creepy supernatural powers, even though they've really downplayed that this entire time. So it really seems like an odd time to do that, and then to do a Boneyard match seems really strange, but... uh, you know whatever we'll we'll see what happens but uh who do you have in this one (laughs) ah geez oh i'll make this easy for you everything i just said in the last one about like what's best for business and full-time stars moving forward i still think that's true i don't think vince mcmahon cares enough about aj styles to have him win i think undertaker's gonna win I don't want that to happen, but I think that's what's going to happen. AJ Styles is taking down the dead man at WrestleMania. He's going to be the fourth person ever, so you know that's important. And uh, yeah. he's, he's going to win because if he doesn't, I'm never watching again. Isn't he the th- Who else beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania? Um, Brock and Roman. Who else? Isn't thought, he the third? I thought he had lost three times. Maybe not. Maybe it has only been twice. I don't remember. It it doesn't matter. It literally no, doesn't it matter. Doesn't. Every but WrestleMania that's... after thirty doesn't matter. Not a bit. 
Well, and it, okay, here's the thing. It doesn't matter because he keeps coming back. Right. Like, That's they why. Keep, it's here's true. the thing. They keep trying to make it matter. Like yeah. when he lost, I mean, when he lost to Brock Lesnar, whether you agree with that decision or not, that made Brock Lesnar like a supernova, right? Eh, I don't. Which I, I I disagree. I really don't think it did a whole lot for Lesnar. People argue that because he went on this terror run, but it's like you could have done that without him winning. I mean, no, you still really could mattered. have for sure. But like that, at least it, that was the effect, right? Sure. And then when Roman beat him, I know that bothered a lot of people, but everyone sure. was like, okay, this is clearly his last match. Right. We're going, we're, we're putting all our chips in on Roman Reigns. We're letting him be kind of a dick. Right. After he beats the Undertaker at WrestleMania. And now we've got these two guys, Brock and Roman, which is like this era of WWE. It's trying to elevate both of them, except he keeps like, he's still doing it. So yeah. every time he comes back, every win against him means less. I appreciate that they're leaning into that and AJ's being like, dude, stop wrestling. You're so old. This is not fun. Like, that's yeah. great. That's a very nice touch. I don't care about him calling him by his real name or calling out his wife. That's... It's dumb. I don't know. I, it's really I feel horrible. Like, Whoever's writing AJ's promos yeah. is the worst writer in history, and I really, really, really hate them. Well, see, here's so, the thing, too. so bad. It can be a little annoying when wrestling tries to break the fourth wall if it's not done well, but you can't do that. The same WrestleMania where you have a program that's kind of blurring the line with real life and doing it really, really well. Right. You can't have Randy Orton beating up Edge's wife and then have AJ Styles be like, yeah, Michelle McCool's a gold digger who's taking all your money. Right. Like, you can't do both of those things back yeah. to back. It's a terrible look. It's bad. Speaking of that, oh, moving on to that match, last man standing match, Edge versus Randy Orton. I'm not letting you pick on this one. Randy Orton is about to beat the <laughs> balls out of Edge, and it's going to be great, and I'm going to be cheering the entire time like the baby face Randy Orton is. Get out, Edge. Go to your family and get out. <laughs> I'm not going to say this is the match that's like least impacted, by the crowd not being there, but I think this is the storyline that like isn't hurt by it. I think this is something that like these two guys would meet in a parking lot and fight each other over anyway. So it doesn't really bother me that this is like a you know what I mean? It's not like the wind has been taken out of the sails or anything. Nah, I guess not. It was taken out of the sails as soon as Edge came back fine. <laughs> like three weeks ago or whenever it was. That ruined it for me. Right, because you were super invested in that before. No, it was. No, I was. I mean, I was invested in Orton beating him up more, but like, yeah, it was good. It was pretty good up until then. And then Edge comes back and is fine. And it's like, oh, you're you're fine. Well, then why did why was Beth out here last week to give us an update? Why didn't you come out and immediately go after Randy Orton? Because you're you would be so mad that he just beat you up. I but thought I guess, you would see I guess right you through this, Mark. It's because he's a coward. He lets I his just, wife do his dirty. I know. That's him. my point. He is. <laughs> And these idiots are just eating it up. And, and then he comes, then he has the balls to come out the next week. He's like, oh, I'm so mad you beat up my wife. It's like, what the, why weren't you there? You clearly were, were capable to be there. Good grief. You don't go bedridden, immobile to next week, come flying in perfectly fine. That's not the way the human body works. <sighs> anyway. Who are you picking? You haven't picked yet. All uh, right. No, I think Edge is going to win, Mark. Okay. Yeah, you're wrong. Um. <laughs> All right, moving on to the most important match of the card, the women's tag team titles match between Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss versus Asuka and Kari Sane. Although, apparently, Asuka's mm. not going to be wrestling, so 
I don't know what's going to happen with this. Oh, jeez. This is the most updated card that I have, but uh, it's from today. But I, I thought I heard that Asuka was not going to be there. So, yeah, I thought I heard that too. Yeah, who knows? But if this is the match, who are you picking? And let's move on. I, I don't think they care enough about the women's tag team titles to change them right now. Yep, so I agree. Asuka and Kari said. Yep, I agree. <laughs> All uh, right, so that's going to be very important. Um, all right, so next we got the um, Intercontinental title match, Daniel Bryan and Sami Zayn. This could be fun. Oh, yeah, I forgot about this one. Jeez. Uh, oh, man. I I know Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak have been doing this, hey, we're both really good wrestlers, let's be wrestling friends thing. That's mm-hmm. been pretty It's great. I like it a lot. I like that. I don't. See, I feel like you can go one of two ways here. You can have Brian win the title and then do something about that with Drew Gulak. But I know he said he kind of wants to, like, transition into a part-time role after this and probably go be quarantined for a while. Right. So I feel like that means Sami Zayn has to win, right? Nope, Brian's winning. Okay. I'm, we're going off the honor system here, by the way. I think this goes without saying, but I'm assuming that you're not looking up the results of these matches oh, while heck we're doing no. this. That's no fun. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's no fun at all. Um, like if I'm sitting here next Saturday night, and I'm like, man, Mark is nailing all of it. <laughs> okay, that really actually bad. that actually would be really funny. Though. Like Randy Orton just squashed Edge. I was not expecting that. That actually would be really funny. It would be hilarious. They're like, no, he broke his neck like almost immediately. It was pretty messed up. He won. Like obviously, <laughs> man, I I wish I wish I had thought of that because that would have been funny, but I didn't even think of that. Um, okay. All right, we got the Raw Tag Team Titles match: um, Angel Garza and Austin Theory, who's replacing a hurt Andrade, versus the Street Profits. <laughs> the Street Profits have the title. They do. I'm gonna guess they don't drop the titles to a makeshift tag team. I don't think even not a make a makeshift. Are you tag kidding me? Team. Every single champion in the history right, of WWE a has been a makeshift tag, tag team. Makeshift tag team like the day of, made up of. Right. I'm gonna be honest with you. I have never heard the name Austin Theory before in my life. He's is he a, a cruiserweight NXT, guy? NXT guy, I, and he's, he's real, like he everyone is. loves him. Like he's awesome. Okay. you know. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna find out who he is, but he's not winning the titles at WrestleMania this weekend. Uh, Stranger things have happened. Um. All right. So then we got the uh, women's title match, uh, five way match between Lacey Evans, <laughs> Sasha Banks, <laughs> Naomi, Tamina, and then Bailey. Who wasn't there? Somebody else that was originally in this match? Yeah, got, Dana Brooke. Yeah, Dana, Dana Brooke, Brooke got pulled because she's on quarantine. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Okay. Ah, man. Um. Okay, I think this is gonna shock you. I don't think Bailey's gonna retain. I think they're kind of willing to shake things up, but I don't know who they're gonna put it on. So, who are you picking? I'm going to pick Sasha. That's the wrestling wow. brain, obviously. I hope Bailey's title reign lasts a thousand years. I, I think the odds are too far against her here. Paige really screwed her by putting her best friend in this match. Sasha Banks is a snake. She cannot be trusted. She's, she's going to take the title, unfortunately. Bailey's winning. <laughs> I knew you'd appreciate you heard it. That. You heard it first here, everyone. Harris hates Bailey. Mark is now a Bailey fan, and that's the way it's going to work. So. 
He's a fake. Ba- he's a fake Bailey fan this whole time. He's been exposed here. You heard it here first. That's not true at all. But um, I am very. Ex- I'm excited to see you root for Bailey in a match. I I, I will enjoy. That. I'll bet you are. Um, anyway. It's gonna be. It's gonna be freaking Tamina now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows, man? Um, all right, the women's title match. The raw from Raw. Shayna Baszler and Becky Lynch. Can we both just oh, say Becky's- Becky Lynch and move on? Becky's going to die, dude. She's going to lose. This is Rocky 3. Oh. Yeah. Shane okay. is going to kill her. It's going to be right. like Clubber Lang and Rocky in the beginning of that movie. She's okay. been cocky for too long. I think she's going to take a step back after this. Not like permanently. I think I read somewhere. I could be wrong about this. But like she and Seth Rollins are trying to like go on a honeymoon because they just got married or something. I, I don't know about the truth of any of that. I just know like she's been way too cocky for way too long and they're clearly making Shayna out to be a killer. And I think this is, I think this is going to be a pretty one-sided match. I think this is going to be like Lesnar Cena at SummerSlam kind of one-sided. Okay. I'm picking Lynch. All uh, right. Charlotte versus uh, Rhea Ripley for the other oh, women's please, match. Please Rhea Ripley. Charlotte's winning. Oh, please. No, you know it. She just won the Good rumble. Lord. Yeah, I know. Look, betting on Charlotte Flair in the WWE is never like a bad way to nope. go about things. But nope, that's why we're picking going. with my heart on this one. Good grief! Um, all right. The good <clears throat> news is we've um have different picks for just about every single match. So that's that, that's that's good. So um, wait, 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 wait. Are we still have more though? Right? Yeah, there's two more. The two okay. title matches. Uh, we got Braun right. Strowman okay, versus Goldberg now for the 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 stupid blue title the blue universal title the one that literally the, the title that's completely worthless that's the, the, the blue that's universal the title yeah sure the the fake championship right but here's the thing like the universal championship has always been kind of dumb even when it was the red that's, one that's my point it's it's the worthless title it's never right. been worth anything so i appreciate that they just made it look even sillier <laughs> And you know what's going to make it look silliest of all? When Braun Strowman wins it, baby. You think? I'm going with it. Right, no, Goldberg's winning. I think they're bored enough. I think that the plan was always to take it off Goldberg and not knowing when. Yeah, it was, but not now. Not knowing when anything else is going to happen in the foreseeable future, I think they'd rather have it on a full-time guy. All right, nope, Goldberg's winning. As I'm saying this, I realize that's an insane choice and I shouldn't have made it, but I'm sticking <laughs> to my guns on this one. Oh, okay. That, that's very funny. Um, all right. Then we got the other main match, Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar for the kind of important title. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be Drew, right? Surely. Yeah. <sighs> You would, you would, I mean, you would think. Is this a match you feel like if it was a full arena, it would be Drew by like a hundred percent? Like you wouldn't even question it? I would, that's one of those where it's like, this is one of those situations where you're like, okay, there's clearly only one choice, but WWE's really good at making two choices. Even when there's not <laughs> one, they just make their own. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, everything in me would be like, yeah, there's no other way to do this. But, like, with WWE, man, they they will do something that, that isn't even an option just to do it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, I, would, like, I would say Drew. I, I couldn't not pick Drew in any way. But, you know, who <laughs> knows? 
But like the fact that they're film, like they've taped all of these just makes everything so much more up in the air to me because they don't have to worry about like what the crowd will do or how hot the crowd will be or whether or not that will kill the crowd. Like yeah. that's a complete non-factor. You could, you could film a match and then Vince say, no, nah, I don't like that. Let's put it on the other guy. You could like all of that is an option right now. Yeah. And this is one of the ones where it's kind of like if Goldberg wins, this might be why they might think, well, let's just take all the programs we had and kind of keep the big ones in a holding pattern until we can have proper wrestling shows again. They could do that and just say, eh, I know Drew was really killing it, but let's just keep it on Brock for now. You know what I mean? That's so easy for them to do. But I'm picking Drew. Yeah, me too. Um, all right, so out of like the 16 matches, I think we picked nine differently. That's not bad. So that's pretty good. Unfortunately, there are 16 matches, so <laughs> we could easily just tie again, which I'm trying to figure out how not to. I mean, do we just take one of these matches that we both picked the same one out and then just have it be 15? I mean, I think it has to be like... I think we'll yeah. be okay because we have nine that we're opposite right, on. Right, right, right. So I think right, exactly. that, should, like, that should work out. Exactly. So the ones that we picked, it doesn't matter that it's an even number as long as the ones right. we differ on are, uh, are odd. odd. Can we yeah. do math? I don't know. Tune no, in to WrestleMania no. to But find I think out. we'll have a winner, unlike at AEW Revolution where we tied. But no again, I do feel like the longer we go with no winner, the funnier it is. And it's your classic, that's, like, that's dusty finish, like, time, not dusty finish, time limit draw sort of situation. Right, right, right. That would be pretty You just got to tune in next time. That's, you know. So those are our picks. That's our uh, WrestleMania picks, everyone. We'll see if someone gets chopped finally. Who knows at this point. Anyway, so um, that's enough random time wasting. And now, um, Harris. Mark, this whole podcast is a random waste of time, and you know it. Yeah, no, that's 100% true. Um, all right, time to well, get to the serious part of the show. Yeah, this time matters. to get to the real part of the show. Harris, what topic do we have to, to cover this week? So you remember how last year we thought, well, we're super busy this time of year. We don't have a whole lot of time to do anything super involved, so we'll just talk about our favorite WrestleMania moments. And then that right. episode ended up being like three hours long. Yeah, it was very long. This is this is the revenge of that. This is, this is the... the other side of that coin this is a topic this is about a gimmick about a man about a wwe superstar whose entire career is wrestlemania oh. uh, specifically one wrestlemania specifically one segment of one wrestlemania he debuted he did his thing and he was retired okay. all in one wrestlemania all right that's interesting can you I, I, I thought about this while I was doing my research. Can you think of anyone else who debuted at WrestleMania like off the top of your head? It's not really something that they do, obviously, because you want the build to be to WrestleMania to the season finale. And if anybody debuts, it's usually, you know, the next night on Raw or at the Royal Rumble like AJ Styles. Um, hmm. Yeah, not – I mean, like, there's been a few instances of, of like, returns, like, with the Hardys yeah. or whatever, but uh, – That's true. That's a good example. Not not really, no. Yeah. Nobody doesn't really – you don't really debut at WrestleMania. Correct. Unless, you know, you're, you're 
not in for a long career, I suppose. So okay, <laughs> so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and say then officially, this this guy and the Money in the Bank ladder match, the only two things to ever debut at WrestleMania. So it's quite a crowd that this uh this particular superstar is in. Um, the year is 2000. The WrestleMania is 2000. Right, 16. They a bit, right, but it's it's very confusing because it is, it is. Everything everything was numbered until 30, right? And then they stopped, which is annoying because the number is cool and also so you know when things happened. Right. So, yeah. you know, everyone knows that X7 is the best one. That's why it's and stupid that they don't number them anymore. I read a theory that this is absolute nonsense, but a theory that he stopped numbering them. So if he needs to, he can just have another WrestleMania in like August and be like, wow, look at that. It's WrestleMania. I, that, that doesn't even sound like nonsense. That sounds like 100 percent a legitimate reason that could be I behind it. I they're going to I hope they bring it back one day because I do think it is really cool. But it becomes very hard to track when things are happening. And this is the other example where, like, I know it as WrestleMania 2000. So when you right. said 16, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But I don't know the year and the number and the way they line up. I guess that's my reference point. But this is a mixed bag of a WrestleMania. I think it's fair to say it's, you know, it's not quite peak Attitude Era, but it's Attitude Era WrestleMania. So there's big names. There's hot crowds. Even the main event itself was not that great. Like my impression of this WrestleMania, when people look back on it, is it's it's one of those not that great ones. It's not mm -hmm. terrible. It's yeah, not it's like, not a great you know, WrestleMania. It's the, not like the best thing. The best thing is the uh, the triangle ladder match. That's the best part of right. the show. Correct. That's that's probably the high mark of the show. Like the main event, it's a lot of star power. It's just a little overcooked, which would never happen in a WWE main event ever again. Oh no, but. This superstar debuts not in a main event, uh, not in the triangle ladder match, which is a great match, not in the tag team title match. He's just in a tag team match. Sure. It's, it's not for anything. It's, it just feels like another episode of Monday Night Raw. So we got Al Snow in a tag team with Steve Blackman. And they have a pretty good, like odd couple thing going on where like Al Snow is, we've talked about him some on this podcast. He's, he's a, he's a bit of a character. He's a bit of a goofy dude. He's a little out there. He's got a head that he carries around with him, like a mannequin head mm -hmm. named head. Right. Uh, crowd loves head. They go oh, yeah. crazy for head. Oh yeah. Al Snow is great. We, we talked about him on the kennel from hell match. <laughs> Yeah, look that one up. Yeah, he fits in. Uh, he fits in great with the show. To be yeah, honest, but... he has an argument of being somewhere around the uh, the, uh, the top the top people that represent this show well. What this show That's means. That's true. That's true. So carries a mannequin the... head around Harris like that already just puts him yeah. that vaults him straight up near the top. Well, listen, he's got another contender. Like he's got another another uh, list on his resume after this episode. Perfect. So. The other side of this tag team is Steve Blackman, who's like a super serious, doesn't find anything funny, doesn't want to have a gimmick. You know, he's just Steve Blackman and he knows martial arts and he fights people and he's real good at it. Right. So they're doing the classic trade off. Right. Like they've sure. got, 
he, he's the goofy one. He's the one with all the personality. The other guy is the guy taking himself way too seriously. But somehow they make it work. Your classic odd couple pairing, right? Right. They've got a match tonight at WrestleMania 2000, just for pride, I suppose, <laughs> against TNA. That's sure. Test and Albert, managed by Trish Stratus and her big old boobies. <laughs> So, you know, yep. TNA. It's right. it's very clever. It's yeah. it's funny. Mark. It's definitely not it's a play on words. There is some This is the They wouldn't the they most... would It's a good thing that that tag team didn't exist 2 years later or it would be <laughs> very confusing. Right. By the way, this WrestleMania probably the most inappropriate thing I've ever seen in WWE. Wow. And that's saying that's a saying lot. That's saying a whole heck of a lot. It's, you know, there's other, like, sexual angles that have been worse, but it's just, like, everything in this show is so over the top, including this match with Trish Stratus and TNA and TNA. Again, it is it's... funny because we've done a lot of stuff in the early 2000s of WWE, and it's funny going back and, you know, because you're watching usually, like, the whole shows or whatever on the build. Right. You're at least skimming through it trying to find the segments, and all of a sudden you just run over and you're like, oh, right, they were – they were doing they were doing this too. Yeah. Some of the best that's the thing. Some of the best like wrestling shows and the best episodes of Raw of all time have some of the worst undercard angles. Like the one the sorry, this we're going on a tangent here, but this is a short topic, <laughs> I promise. Like the best episode of Raw, in my opinion, of all time is the one where Mick Foley wins the title. And it's just perfect. And in the middle, like throughout that storyline, like Mick Foley is like threatening Shane McMahon and he locks the submission hold on him. And he's like, if you don't put me in the title match tonight, I'll break his arm right now in the middle of the ring. And they put him in the match. And then, you know, at the end, Stone Cold comes out and helps him win the match. It's all awesome. And like while that's happening in the background, like the other thing they cut to is a woman having like she takes a bump at ringside and then has a miscarriage backstage. <laughs> And it's like we haven't even done an episode on it because it's not like that's the story. It's just it's just the worst. Right. But there's no other way to put it. And you're just like, I see why I see. And, why and Harris, the, the best part about that, that is not the last time someone will have a miscarriage in a oh, wrestling man. ring later on. I'm just going to say that it's. Yeah, know, so it's on it's, the list, dude. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> so this is. This is one of those shows where there's a lot of that going on just in the background at all times. But before the match, we see Al Snow and he's talking to somebody. He's talking to somebody in a toilet stall and he says, listen, sure. I don't care how bad it smells in there. You got to do this because you are going to be a part of one of the greatest ring entrances in WrestleMania history. It's high uh, breaks right there. That's. Hold on, just just a second. I have a few questions. Already, okay. You know what? No, I don't. Just, just no, no. Just, this... just continue. Okay, I was gonna say this. That like that that wasn't where I was expecting questions. But anyway, Blackman comes in and he says, "Al, what the hell are you doing, man? Not tonight." He doesn't even sound mad. He's he's a little annoyed, but he's more just begging. He's literally begging him. He's like, "Al." Please not tonight. I, I you always do this. <laughs> it's WrestleMania, man. Just get, just don't, just don't. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I would never. I know how important this is to you, man. It's WrestleMania, you know. 
it's fine. I, I understand. I'm not I'm not doing anything. And Blackman says, okay, well, you better not be, and stalks off. You know, they're about to have their match. At one point, by the way, during this conversation, the toilet flushes because mm-hmm. they're having this conversation in a bathroom. Right. And Steve says, what's that? Like, it's not like there aren't <laughs> going to be other people in the bathroom while you're having this conversation. Right. And Al, like, but Al Snow clearly, like, panicking instead of saying, it's someone in the bathroom, dude. What are you talking about? Says, oh, you know, it's 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 faulty plumbing. You know how, how it goes. And Blackman's like, all right, I don't have time for this. We're getting ready for our match. And he walks out. And Al turns back to the toilet and he, you know, he sticks his head back in the stall or whatever, like opens it a little bit and says, okay, you ready? Just like we practiced. And then they make their way to the ring. It's the next segment. There's not even, it's not even like they're teasing it for later in the show. That's how low on the card we are. It's just a quick bit. (laughs) But uh, Al and Blackman make their entrance. And at this point, they don't have... A tag team name because like we talked about and this won't surprise you they were they were a little bit thrown together sure and they're doing this thing like like this isn't for the titles or anything so it kind of makes sense but right now al snow says hey all right i've got head and you're like you know you're the big tough guy you're the big cheese so what we'll do is i'll have head i'll carry head to the ring and you can wear like a block of cheese on your head. You know, like think of, a, of the Green Bay Packers, right? And our tag team name can be Head Cheese. Sure. This is like the on-screen story at this point coming into WrestleMania. This isn't like backstage. The whole bit is not, oh, can they win the title? The whole bit is Al Snow has to find a gimmick for his friend and tag team partner, Steve Blackman. <laughs> so. Oh, uh, uh, Sure. So they're going, they're going with head cheese. Blackman doesn't really like it, but the crowd is 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 kind of popping for head cheese. They've right, got signs to say w- head cheese. Wrestling crowds are the stupidest crowds on earth. They'll cheer for anything if it's dumb enough. <laughs> it's funny you should say that, because we're gonna get to that. And then you know Jr. you know kind of catches you up, says, "Oh yeah, you know he's trying to find a gimmick, and this is head cheese, but." We're not sure if that's, you know, that's their official name. That's just what they're going by. But okay, the crowd likes pause Hesky's for just a second. One of my favorite yeah. things with this era of WWE is JR because everything's just dying. It's just, expl- I mean, it, not dying literally, but like it's popular and whatever. But everything has not been wrestling now for several years. And it's just insane amounts of non-wrestling, like the dumbest <laughs> things of all time. And JR like navigating through it is one of the best <laughs> things about this whole era of WWE. Yeah. Anything like that's just so stupid. He's like trying Tony Schiavone's funny with it too in WCW at the end because it's the same type of thing where both of them are like the sports guys and right. they're trying to remain the sports guys. But you know, a guy's walking around with cheese on his head and he's trying to explain it to everyone. And it's Mm -hmm. just very entertaining. And I I love listening to him do it. So here's the, you're right. And we're going to get more of that as it goes on. Blackman at this point, like hasn't committed to head cheese. So he doesn't even have the head cheese. Oh, that's the crowd just calls them head cheese. So it is disappointing, but don't worry. We're, We're not done yet. So they make their way into the ring. And instead of TNA making their entrance, Al gets up and he says, "Okay, okay, I've got a surprise for you. Now, listen, 
I know you don't want, you know, any, any more bad gimmicks or any more bad ideas, but I promise you this is going to be great. All right. I'm so excited. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce to you Chester McCheeseyton. And then I can only describe the music as like, it, it's sort of like circus music. Like it's not straight up doink the clown. Da, 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 da. Right. Like it's not quite that. But it just – it sounds like somebody frantically playing an accordion. Like it's just crazy like upbeat jiggy polka music. And a man begins to waddle down to the ring in a gigantic foam head-to-toe cheese costume. Yay. So he's – I think he's a little person. He's not just super short. I believe he's a little person. Okay. The, the block of cheese is, you know, bigger than he is, obviously. It probably comes up to like it, – it would come up to maybe my chest. He's got no mobility. It's literally this dude. <laughs> he's wearing regular tennis shoes like Al couldn't get in <laughs> boots or yellow shoes. He's wearing like just dad tennis shoes like New Balance or something. Yellow tights, you know, yellow long sleeve shirt. And then a giant foam triangle of what appears to be cheddar cheese that is far bigger than he is makes it impossible for him to do things like bend over or move his arms or, or you know, wrestle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was never an option. <laughs> like He can't. We'll get to this a little bit later. He can't get into the ring like he doesn't have the dexterity. <laughs> He right. can barely – so he starts – I mean he's not waddling like he's fat. He's waddling like he doesn't have the mobility to make it to the ring. And like he's kind of trying to high-five people. But he – again, he doesn't have the <laughs> arm dexterity. His arms are just kind of out and stuck at like a perpendicular position through the holes in the cheese. So he can just kind of like bounce on over to somebody and kind of vaguely slap their hand. But like he can't be super animated, which is – you know kind of the entire job of anyone involved in anything in pro wrestling to be super animated. He yeah, can't do kinda. that. In fact, he looks exactly like you would expect a man who's being forced to dress as a block of cheese in front of 10,000 people would look. Sure. He looks sad and disinterested and like just just nervous. <laughs> <laughs> it literally looks like they just found a guy and were like, "Listen, you're a little person. We need you to be cheese for our WrestleMania match. And he said, what's that? And they said, great. You're amazing. Hot. So he makes his way down to the I, ring. And I would and, love if this is a literally some random truck driver that's on staff dude. or something that's just back there or whatever. And, and they're just like, you come here. You got to do I this. Do it's like, and, and I just would love for him to just be like, I don't I don't want to do this. And they're like, no, you have to do this. That's what it looks like. Like, we'll get to this a little bit more as we go on. But like everything about this dude makes me think that that's exactly what happened. Like he's <laughs> he's not local talent. Let's put it that way. Right. But oh, my word. So he makes his way down to the ring and then TNA comes down to the ring. And, you know, it's it's a tag team called TNA. They're managed by Trish Stratus. Right. So we've got a real odd couple pairing here with two big bad dudes in Test and Albert and like the most typical 
wrestling manager of all time with Trish Stratus standing there like, you know, boobies way out wearing like a bikini, a trench coat and a cowboy hat. Uh, yeah. And then you've got Al Snow, Steve Blackman and Chester McCheesington. So we're off uh, to a great start. WrestleMania history in the making. Yeah. Amazing. His first ever match. It's actually also Trish Stratus's first ever WrestleMania, which I only know because they mentioned that once or twice. That's probably the only reason this match is on the card at all. Because like I said, it's not for a title or anything. Like it's not, it's just, oh, hey, look, there's Trish Stratus at WrestleMania and everybody pops, right? Right. So the match begins and right away, like I literally said to myself, oh man, Jerry's insufferable. Because it's, you know, Trish Stratus managing a team called TNA this is like Jerry's Wrestlemania moment he's just <laughs> fired up he's so excited and Mark amazing the instant the bell rings JR's mic goes out and it immediately becomes like it was already kind of there but it immediately becomes Southpaw regional wrestling yes. like we were already kind of there with Chester McCheeseyton anyway but the match begins J- JR's mic quits working and we're treated to like three <laughs> minutes of Jerry the King Lawler on dead air by himself. Oh, that's what's wonderful. It's, it's incredible. It's so funny. And what's so sad is I watched this multiple times and I didn't even notice the first time because that's how little they actually call the match. But Jerry's like, Hey, uh, JR, what's going on? What do you think? Oh, geez. All right. I'm on the air alone, I guess. Uh, like he does it. It's not good. It sounds like John Cena on South Park Regional Wrestling. He's just like, oh, OK, uh, that's fine. Hey, Trish, what's up? Like he can't do it. Just the whole thing is that Jr. There it is. is calling again. The action. There it is again. It's still coming what? through. Can anyone get on this? Anyone? That's my favorite moment in all of Southpaw Regional Wrestling is when the sound just keep, the sound of what's his name crying just keeps coming through, and every time John Cena tries to talk, it just you just keep hearing, ah, he's like there it is again. Come on, right? Has, and then he just throws the chair and just goes get your t- together, and just yeah. leaves the thing. I'm just like that's it's it's amazing. That's I know, kind of like I know is- the feeling like it's just oh it's yeah. great. Right. And that's why you'll appreciate this. You should definitely go watch it because it it did. It reminded me of you. But like, I think Jerry could do a passable job if you gave him a heads up. Oh, yeah. No, he's not going to fine. Like, but he's not going to improvise play by play commentary alone for like however long it takes. J.R. is the guy who's calling the action in the ring. And Jerry is the guy who like gets in a rhythm and just butts in with like inappropriate, funny comments. Right. So that's just kind of what he does, but like with no JR running underneath it. So it's just <laughs> it's just him talking to himself for like three minutes. That's just every that few great. seconds, like because he knows there's dead air and he has to say something, but he doesn't know what. And then the best part is when JR gets it like JR gets it back for a second says i hope you haven't screwed this up too badly and then loses it again (laughs) and it's like another two minutes before he gets picked back up it's that's even better it is it's so good fantastic so when he finally comes back on the air it becomes even funnier because it's like abundantly clear that they really had no intention of like taking this match very seriously or bringing their a game to this match anyway and the fact that he just got knocked off the air for like 
maybe a quarter of it. It's not a long match. Ugh. Proves like they, like any chance they had of getting that right was just gone. Like off the bat, they were both just like, "Well, this is kind of a wash, isn't it?" And they just kind of talk to one another and like half-heartedly call the match <laughs> throughout the rest <laughs> of the match. So at one point, Chester, dear Chester, at ringside, does what any good pro wrestling manager would do, and he goes after. You know, he starts approaching Trish, but like not in a really like over the top, like douchebaggy way or, you know, like he's not trying to grope her or anything. He just kind of starts walking towards her. And I think like the camera people could tell that this guy's not a good performer or even a performer at all (laughs) because they just like they, they don't really cut to it. Like it's not well produced. The match is still happening. You hear Jr. say something like, oh, it looks like this, uh. This, the McCheeserton is is look is talking to Trish, and you see it happening like in the corner of your screen, but it's not like it cuts to them, which again just makes me think that this is like just a guy that was like working in catering, <laughs> that they paid a hundred bucks to be Chester McCheeserton for the day, but the you know the match keeps going on. It's not like nobody cares. The biggest pop we have was for Chester when he made his debut, and that was only a moderate pop, right? The crowd's out of it. They have no reason to care. Commentary has no reason to care, which is They're always just a trying weird to survive spot to be at in. this point. Right? They're just like, just get, just get them out of here, so we can go on to the next match. Let's at just, one point, we just need to fix this. Let's just but end like, this. They're also burying the match, which is pretty hilarious. At one point, oh, Jr. says, "Jr. says, yeah, this match has some real, uh, some real bowling shoes aspects to it. Uh, yep. It's pretty ugly." I. That's my favorite announcers part ever which we got to cover the best example of this ever which was in the uh it's our episode stepmother versus stepdaughter when tori wilson and don marie were in a storyline with tori wilson's dad and he's so terrible whenever he speaks that both <laughs> taz and michael cole are actively mocking him the entire time he's speaking and i've never seen that level of announcers burying what's going on in the ring like taz is apologizing to the audience for having to watch this and it is amazing it's great i i love that so much oh that is see this is not like there the story they're trying to tell is like the okay the match ends literally nothing that memorable happens in it you know they get a couple close pins the ref is just they're, they're just breaking up you know pinfalls left and right both teams and then at some point, TNA wins. Sure. Again, it's not for anything. There's no stipulation. I don't think there was really any build. This was just like a segment right. that happened to be on WrestleMania 2000. But like at that point, JR says, yeah, this is two, you know, two very good teams that just never quite got on track here. But, uh, you know, that will happen He's talking sometime. about himself and, and JR. Well, that right. Exactly. You're like, I think you just meant the commentary never got on track. Like the match wasn't great, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't awful. It was just a mediocre match. I was more offended. You're more offended by the fact that like it had no reason to be on WrestleMania. Sure, sure. But then. But then TNA exits the stage. They make their way out. You know, Jerry says something inappropriate like, oh, I'd really love to get her on track, though. You know, something like that. Sure. You got to have it. Yeah. And then. Al Snow takes the mic. Oh, no. And he apologizes. He says, listen, man, you're, you're right. 
You're right, Steve. I'm sorry. This was a bad idea. Oh, no. I thought I thought he was apologizing to the crowd, and I was like, that would be really funny. He's like, sorry, guys. That sucked. He we should. Apologize. I mean, you would think he'd apologize to Chester as well for wasting right. his time. Right, right. But you think, you know, hey, you know, this is the new team, Head Cheese, that is pretty, like, you know, the crowd likes him. Like I said, there's a lot of Head Cheese signs. They're pretty over. They got this new manager. I'm excited to see what the future holds for Head Cheese and their manager, Chester McCheeseyton. Said no one ever. I I was kind of excited, but uh, alas. Well, other than Harris. It's not to be, because Al Snow says, hey, Chester, come here, buddy. And he waves and then realizes that, as I said before, Chester can't get into the ring <laughs> because Chester can't, like, bend over at the waist because he's in a giant cheese costume. Right. So he gets to the floor. I like to think, Mark, that they didn't think this through, and this is just how, like, the only way they could make it work. But he has to pick him up like a baby, <laughs> like like a wee child. He picks him up. He says, come here. Come here, little buddy. Come here, my cheesy friend. Scoops him up in his arms like a man and wife, like, coming to their new apartment or whatever for the first time. Slides him into the ring, kind of gives him a push. And it's a miracle, but somehow Chester can stand up on his own once you set him down in the cheesy costume, which it doesn't look like he could, but good for him. He gets up. Jerry chooses this moment to say, it's not easy being cheesy. There it is. And then <laughs> he picks him up and he says, Steve, you're right. I'm sorry. I, I thought he'd be great. And then Jerry has the nerve to say, who, Chester? Like, no, Jerry. <laughs> He, he thought he thought he himself, Al Snow, would be great in the match. Like, right. th- he's referring to the cheese man that's standing in between the two of them. Right. And he says, you know, I'm sorry, man. It was a bad idea. And it's time to cut the cheese. Boom! And he smashes poor Chester over the head with a microphone. No! And just kicks the crap out of him. Oh. Just, at, like, kicks him a few times, stands him back up. So that Steve Blackman can give him like his running high kick finisher. It's basically the Claymore to a little person wearing a cheese costume. Just no. kills him. He's absolutely dead. JR, at this point, like, JR is one of the best people. I, I'm not going to say at feigning outrage, but at being outraged <laughs> yeah, when yes, something yes. happens. You know what I mean? And yes, he's, he is. Like, he makes so many of those classic moments, and you think, like, oh, God, that man has a family. Don't do it. Don't do it. Like, he will get fired up and really sell what's going on in the ring. Here, the best he can muster is to say, well, I don't I don't think that was exactly called for. <laughs> Even JR can't get that mad about this. Right, right. <laughs> That's just... when you know you're in trouble. Oh, man. So they stand him up. They deliver their tag finisher off the top rope to Chesty McCheeserton and then just leave him lying there dead in the middle of the ring. That's a shame. And and make their way off. And the last thing we see before this segment ends, before we move on to, I think it's, it's a woman backstage named Kat getting ready for her cat fight match with Mae Young. Uh, She's naked. Uh, but, but, you know, before we move on to that, the last thing we hear is Jr. say, well, I believe we may have seen the last of Cheesy. 
Uh, he was right. <laughs> but, God, imagine if he wasn't, Mark. Imagine, like, two months down the line, they're having a match. Head Cheese is having a match for the titles. The lights go out. And then Chester McCheeserton and two other men, also dressed like Cheese, are standing at the top of the ramp, cost Head Cheese the titles, and go on <laughs> to have a feud. Oh, my word. It would be absolutely incredible. Alas, that was not to be. Poor Chester went back to doing whatever it is he actually does for a living. Because it's not be a wrestler, I can tell you <laughs> that right now. Right. And Head Cheese went on to be a mediocre mid-card tag team that broke up a few months later. Great. It was a real wasted opportunity is what I'm saying, Mark. I want to see the Cheese Men come back. It sounds like, man. I want like finishing man. move to be called the Greater. I just – I have so many things <laughs> that need to happen here. Nice. Yeah, no, but that's that fair. Is, that is the legendary and way too short career, the life and possibly the death of Chester McCheeseyton. Well, I don't know if I would agree with all of that statement. <laughs> But some of it is true. You should – everyone go watch it. It's great. Wow. Incredible. I had fun. It's worth it for Jerry and JR if nothing else just because it's so rare to see them flat-footed. But they really are the entire time. And that just makes the whole thing feel so much more like Southpaw Regional Wrestling than it already did. Amazing. Amazing. All right. Well, that was fun. And that's something I've never heard of, so that was even better. Thanks a lot, everyone, for listening to the very disappointing career of Chester McCheeseyton. And um, and also our very odd WrestleMania picks for, I guess, WrestleMania that is happening next week. So, um, that's all I got. You got anything final to say, Harris? Uh, just to say that, like, I know this week's WrestleMania is going to be weird, but I appreciated the opportunity to remind everyone that this is wrestling, and sometimes the weirdest stuff you've ever seen just happens at a completely normal WrestleMania, like one with people. So that is true. That's a good point. That's a good. How much worse? Point. Yeah. So, all right, that does it for this episode. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at behind underscore gorilla for more crazy wrestling things that we happen to find and tweet out and thoughts on wrestling and obviously the links to all the episodes are all there um you can check us out on instagram also same thing behind underscore gorilla uh you can follow me on twitter at marky mark brand and i'm at harris wilson you can do that as well and uh leave us a rating review as always help on itunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and um yeah, have a uh, have a fun week. Don't get too bored. Um, enjoy possibly the last week with new wrestling content, and enjoy whatever WrestleMania is next next week, next week because I'm sure we will as well. So, thanks so much for listening, guys. Have a great rest of your week.